0: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with multi-Grammy nominated saxophonist Miguel Zanon on the upcoming 2023 tour, COVID life and so much more. He will be at the Folly Theater in Kansas City on January 20th, 2023. The last time he was there was back in 2018 at the Folly with the SF Jazz. This celebrated native of San Juan, Puerto Rico gets into the modern era of everything jazz and the return to the Midwest. Enjoy this interview. How
1: are you?
2: Great Good. to catch you. I'm great, man. Thanks for taking a minute out today. Of course. As you could probably tell, we're pretty ecstatic that you're coming back to Kansas City.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty ecstatic myself. <laughs>
2: right on. Well, I think the last time I caught you live was at the Folly with the SF Jazz Collective. Is that correct? In 2018? Yeah, yeah. I think
1: that was the last time I was there. Yeah.
2: Okay. And that was a wonderful, wonderful performance. So, how you know, I, I guess before I get to this show... You know, the contact we've all been living in, especially the jazz community, which got hit really hard, was living through COVID. And I'm curious how you survived that time period and how it's changed the way that you approach your music and life now that we're kind of coming out of it and tours are happening and live shows are coming back.
1: Well, I mean, it's changed, it's definitely changed a lot of things in terms of perspective. You know, you appreciate, uh, you appreciate the opportunity to go out there and perform You know, I think those types of things were easy to take for granted before before the pandemic and all this stuff happening. We all got stuck at home and now you, you appreciate the opportunity to get out there and play. If I had to look back and look at maybe some of the positive aspects of it, uh I definitely got to be a lot got to be home more, uh with my family, spend a little more quality time with my family. I was able to get around into research and certain projects that I just didn't have the time to get around to before that. Uh, mainly this project that we recorded, you know, like a, a lot of the research that I did for the project I did in time that I was at home. And also, you know, there are a lot of things that I've been wanting to do, like, you know, set, a, set up a little, like a home studio, uh get a little more into, into producing and editing and mixing, something that I've always wanted to learn and I just didn't have the time. So I was able to take advantage of that time, of, of that time just to kind of learn some new tools. And in terms of survival, you know, I mean, of course it was very hard because we weren't playing and we weren't performing. But luckily enough, I had a couple of things to fall back on, including, you know, some of the things that I do with teaching and writing commissions and a little teaching online. Um, so, uh, I wasn't as hard, as hardly hit as, as some of my peers in that, in that regard.
2: You know, the one thing that I notice that I hear from musicians, kind of a unified sentiment, is that things move so fast, there was time to slow down and do things you didn't do before. So my question to you is, as we move forward, are you going to take those times of respite, those times of reflection more often than you did before?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think so. You know, I was already kind of moving in that direction, I would say anyway, trying to find ways to maybe uh you know, have things slow down more and try to be uh uh you know more in one place uh you know as you get older' it's just, it's just i guess it's the nature of things um but definitely you know I think uh going through that period uh put a lot of those things in perspective priorities and how to manage your time and and how to make things work in a way that 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 is a little more balanced i mean it's it's we're just getting out of it you know barely. So, time will tell you know how this will all develop, but I think you know it it did change things you know I think the 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 main thing I think that changed is this idea of being to being able to do a lot of things remotely uh from you know meetings to lessons to phone calls to interviews to even recordings you know I think that's something that's here to stay uh and it's gonna change the way that we do a lot of things already so um you know, time will tell
2: You know, from my side of the microphone Looking in, not being a musician I've noticed The one, the one thing that I've noticed that's incredible is the, the, There's still a lot of students out there That want, want to study jazz A lot of young players are out there It seems as though the entire jazz community Is stronger than it's ever been before Are you noticing that?
1: Well, yeah, it's definitely strong I, I, I've never really noticed it dwindling. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm one of those one of those people who always feels like it's, it's, it's like today is better than yesterday, you know, uh, in terms of like the the amount of, the, the amount of musician, the level of musicianship, uh, the hunger, the creativity, it just, I, I just feel like it gets better and better and there's more and more people out there. You know, I, I do feel, you know, as I, I spent a lot of time teaching and teach at some really great schools and, you know, see a lot of amazing talent, you know. Um, and I do feel that there's, you know, I feel like there's a need for more opportunities for some of these young young musicians, you know. Uh, uh, one of the, of course, one of the uh, negative things that was brought by the pandemic is like, you know, you have a lot of venues that close down and a lot of, you know, opportunities that just kind of close down for a lot of these musicians. As, as someone who's been around for a little while, I would like to say, I would like to see uh, more opportunities for this young musician. You know, more opportunities to play, more opportunities to write music, more opportunities to be able to teach and, and share what they have to share. Because I feel it's uh, it's definitely a generation that's struggling finding a way to, you know, say okay, so this is something that I could do for the rest of my life and make a living and that kind of thing.
2: You are getting ready to come to Kansas City with your quartet on the 20th of January, next Friday. Yep. What does it mean to not only come back to Kansas City, it's been a while, but to, to be able to hit the road and to get back out and do what you love?
1: Well, I mean, going to going to Kansas City is always great. It's such a great city, great scene. Uh, Land of Charlie Parker and so many of our heroes, so it's, uh, it's special. Uh, like you mentioned, last time I was there, I played the Folly also, and it's an amazing theater, and we're, I'm really looking forward to being there you know, with this group. Uh, you know, going back on the road, of course, it means a lot. I mean, I, I mentioned earlier this idea about, you know, and I, you hear, you probably heard this a lot from musicians, and I hear a lot from my peers, this idea of, like, you know, we took a lot of this, a lot of what we have, we, take, we, we took it for granted because we didn't know it was going to be taken away from us. So now you kind of uh the opportunity to go out there and share, and also you you realize how important it is you know, to play in front of an audience You know, this music is sort of meant for that Uh And I think going through the pandemic And, you know, we you, you did a lot of things Where like you would play, you know, this remote concerts With no one there And, like, you know, it, I, I feel like the dynamic Was totally different, you know and One of the things I like to say uh, And the way I like to think about this Is, like, you know, when you're playing In front of an audience uh Even if they don't, you know, they don't make a peep Like, the energy is there you know, psychologically it affects you to play in front of someone else who's there breathing and listening and, you know, batting their eyes at what you play. So uh it's it's uh you know, I'm 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 very grateful that we're that we're getting the opportunity to go out there and, and get things back to where they need to be and and hopefully you know it'll keep it'll keep it'll keep rolling that way.
2: You know, the one thing and and as a consumer of music is that I've noticed that there's a different energy appreciation that's going on because it's back. We're getting back something that we love so much. What are you noticing from the stage as far as the audience and the crowd and their appreciation?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I I definitely feel that. (laughs) I I definitely feel the effects of the pandemic uh, in the sense that the crowds are are kind of Uh hungry full music i i I've definitely felt that pretty much from the get go I remember I started playing concerts uh, about a year and a half ago. I remember when I started going out there and playing concerts and you could feel it i mean you could feel that people they needed it you know people were coming out to the shows they had a they had an appreciation the energy was up there uh you know you could you could you could kind of i mean you could feel it definitely at least i could you know and, you know initially I remember. Going out and thinking, man, are people going to come out to the shows? You know, it's like, how do you get people out of the house now? You know, people are gonna be afraid, and and I mean, I, at least I I didn't feel it. You know, I didn't feel that effect. I felt like almost like the opposite, like people wanted to come out. They needed it. Like we needed to play, they needed to listen.
2: Absolutely, Mikhail. It's so wonderful to catch back up with you. It's been a little while. Have a wonderful trip to Kansas City. And before we leave, is there anything anybody out there needs to know about the show, about tickets, anything related to your visit to Kansas City?
1: Well, we'll be playing music from latest album, Música de las Américas. Very excited to be touring this record. I mean, it was recently nominated for a Grammy, which kind of gives us an, an extra push. Uh, and just excited to be there. You know, I mean, uh, folks can can. This is the, the, the website of the following for tickets, and, and hopefully we'll be able to see a lot of people out there in the audience.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Have a wonderful trip. Have a great 2023. And again, it's great to catch up with you. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Mr. Zanon for coming back to Kansas City to give us all of that wonderful music and for his dedication to jazz. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit NeonJazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the NeonJazz.Blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
1: Neon Jazz.